Playgrounds in Color is a documentary that highlights the favorite and historical vacation locations, i.e. playgrounds of African Americans. The program explores the modern appeal, along with historical antidotes often unknown to the general vacationing population and usually excluded from travel guides. However, Playgrounds in Color shows that these areas are well established with not only an African-American presence, but a historical contribution that impacts local traditions as well. As they say, necessity is the mother of invention, in that African-Americans wanted to vacation too. Listen to the startup business story through the eyes of Shara descendants. Granddaughter of Charles and Henrietta Shara, Lee Van Allen. Hi there. I know you're wondering who Lee Van Allen is. We're going to find out. But first, I want to introduce you to my guest, Sherry Tucker Brown. Welcome to Say Brother Radio. Thank you for having me today, Barbara, to Say Brother. And I very much appreciate the opportunity to talk about Playgrounds in Color. Okay, so um, in case you're a little confused, this is Say Brother Radio on BNN TV. Channel 23, Comcast, and WBCA 102.9 FM on radio. I nice. am Barbara Barrow Murray, and I'm known as Lady B on the radio. <laughs> Sherry is here with us today as the executive producer of Playgrounds in Color, a very special show about African-Americans and the fact that we like to vacation too. So, Sherry, give us an idea, first of all, of what is Playgrounds in Color? Playgrounds in Color is a documentary showing what you just said, that during slavery and or segregation, people of color, black Americans still went on vacation. We went on vacation too. And some of the places we've lived for a long time, for example, Sag Harbor, one of the beaches that we'll be sharing in Playgrounds, we're gonna be sharing four beaches and one of them is Sag Harbor in the Hamptons of Long Island. Um, and believe it or not, <laughs> pre-Blacks have lived in the Hamptons since 1830 uh, during slavery. And um, even though it's one of the she-she places now <laughs> um, on the map, if you will, so we'll be looking at Sag Harbor and looking at families that go back to 1830. One of the other beaches, of course, we're in Massachusetts, so of course we have to share Martha's Vineyard. And you introduced and talked a little bit about Leva and Allen and Shera Cottage. And Shera Cottage and OB, as we say here in Massachusetts, goes back to 1910. And one of the other beaches we're going to be looking at is Idlewild, which is in uh, known as the Black Eden of Michigan, which is north of Detroit, where Blacks have also been going to on vacation since the early 1900s. And then the last beach we're going to look at for our first series is Cars Beach, um, which is on the Chesapeake River in Maryland, near Annapolis, Maryland. And I'm excited, really excited about this one, too, because my mother grew up on the, the Delmarva Peninsula, which is Maryland and Virginia, and on the Chesapeake River, on the Chesapeake Bay. Okay, I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you back to OB. What is OB? 
Oak Bluffs. <laughs> Oak Bluffs. Okay. Oak Bluffs. For those of us who did not know. And beyond that, I would like for you to tell us who Lee Van Allen is. Lee Van Allen is the great granddaughter of the founders of Shira Cottage, which is in Oak Bluffs, Massachusetts, on Martha's Vineyard. And um, they have had Shira Cottage since uh, 1910. And what's really exciting about that, because we're not only going to be talking about the beaches, but we're going to be talking about Black businesses that were developed during that time, too, in order to support us in these places. And again, Shira Cottage was one of those places that um, supported us. For example, Lee's grandparents went to Hampton University and his, her grandfather was able to bring North to Oak Bluffs to Shira Cottage, students that were working in hospitality and they had a place to work during the summer. Okay, now tell me, who is the target audience for this documentary, Playgrounds in Color? Everybody. The target audience is everybody because Playgrounds in Color is a fun story to talk about American history and Blacks in American, Black Americans are part of American history. Right. So those who believe that Playgrounds in Color is just for African Americans, what would you say to them? No, it's actually for everyone and it's even more so for other populations because folks tend to have an idea that um, we didn't do anything and we didn't have any fun and we weren't educated. And so it's to say, no, this is American history and it's we had fun too. We had a good time. Okay, and so you... You are identified as the executive producer of Playgrounds in Color. And full disclosure here, I am also a, an executive producer. Yes, you are. I'm executive producer of production, meaning that I hire the staff, I hire the crew, I put together the actual production design of what we're going to be able to show everyone. Sherry uh, pulls money. She gets all the contacts. She also identified our host. May we talk about who that host will be for this series? Is that okay? Um, Not she yet? said yes, but we don't have it in writing yet. But okay, it, so you okay. rather wait till we get it in writing? Absolutely, okay, absolutely. Well, but we can very... say that she's she's local, and she is she, local, and she's a news reporter on one of the local stations here in Boston. Okay. All right. So we have that to look forward to. Now, and also what, her father used to have a show on BNN. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, a friend of mine, actually. And I was uh, happy to find out that we were able to get his daughter. So um, one Life circles. Was, it's life circles, Barbara. I mean, with people of color, at just about with everybody, if you start talking to us, we really are not six degrees. We're zero degrees. Right. Right. So... One of the things I want to uh, speak about is <clears throat> the energy and the excitement that's going to come with this documentary. One of the things that you wanted us to cover is the film festival in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Tell us about Correct. what you're hoping for us to get there. I'm hoping that we'll be able to cover the Martha's Vineyard African-American Film Festival, which is usually the second week of August. Okay. on Martha's Vineyard and is um, hosted by um, 
a husband and wife team. Okay. All right. So I'm looking forward to be able to be out there and work. In August, that. August is really a good time because just about everyone from everywhere is on the that's coming to the vineyard is on the vineyard during that time. But also on the vineyard is another time too, which is a good time is July 4th weekend when all the black colleges, it's called black college weekends and colleges from all over um, the United States descend, if you will. And now all the fraternities and sororities as well. And Howard University has always had a house on Martha's Vineyard in Oak Bluffs. Yes. So we're going to be able to see all this in the documentary. Correct. Correct. I'm looking forward to that. And not only about Sherry Cottage, but also I'm also hoping to talk to um, Zeta Cousins, who has had a gallery on the vineyard for a long time. Cousin Rose. Okay. Cousin Rose. I think many people that know that area knows Cousin Rose. Now, so we're looking Rose forward to seeing that. On Circuit Ave. Yes. So um, we are getting ready to wind down and get ready for the next clip. Uh, the next clip will be dealing with Lee Van Allen. Uh, one of our associate producers, uh, Alexis Gibson, we call her Alexis. She's known to many, many people. Um, went out and interviewed Lee uh, and Lee gave us a wonderful interview, and we were hoping that um, the viewers will get a chance to get a feeling of what's going to be coming from the Oak Bluffs section through Lee. So, wonderful. Okay, so just stand by, and we're going to go to that next. Um, Charles and Henrietta were my great-grandparents. Um, they were born in Lynchburg, Virginia. Charles was born enslaved. The son of the plantation owner's son and their young black slave. Her name was Matilda Giles. His father's name was James Sherrill. Henrietta was born into a free black family, the Merchants in um, Lynchburg, Virginia. And they, I've been told they were one of the oldest free black families in the area. They both went to Hampton after uh, emancipation when they opened Hampton to uh, educate former slaves and other blacks. They both attended Hampton. Charles went earlier than she, he was 10 years older than she. He graduated in uh, 1880 and um, taught there for a while. And I believe that's where they met. And Charles also worked while, um, after leaving Hampton, he taught in the public schools that were created to educate former slaves. And um, he depended very much on the um, generosity of Hampton graduates to help send books and clothes for the newly freed slaves because they didn't have any. And they would have gone to school had they had clothes to wear and books to read. So he was very much involved with the community trying to help the uh, former slaves, you know, in terms of education. Uh, Henrietta and he decided after they were married, their children were young. They both taught, as I said, newly freed slaves. But in the um, 1880s, late 1880s, they decided to move north for a better life. In 1891, 
Charles joined the Tremont Temple, which they say is one of the first integrated churches in America. So the Tremont Temple had, uh, you know, revival meetings down here on, on Martha's Vineyard. And they came to Martha's Vineyard. That's one of the reasons why they were exposed to Martha's Vineyard. And they loved Martha's Vineyard. So in 1895, Charles and Henrietta bought their own home in the East Chop area of Martha's Vineyard in Oak Bluffs. And uh, while Charles was uh, in Boston, he could not teach as he did down south, but he did wait and would serve as a waiter at both um, the Young's Hotel in Boston as well as the Parker House. And Charles um, raised um, water spaniels and he had a racehorse that he uh, brought back from being very ill. Was gonna, they were gonna put him down, but he cared for him. And, and the name of the racehorse was Dolly and, and became really a member of the family. So they would take Dolly in the wagon and come travel from Boston, Everett actually is where Charles and Henrietta settled. They would travel from Everett, Massachusetts to Martha's Vineyard and they could spend the night in Brockton and then they would go to, um, uh, the, to take the ferry out of New Bedford at the time. And they'd come to Martha's Vineyard. It was an overnight trip. While on Martha's Vineyard, Henrietta wanted to um, start her own business to help support her family's summers on Martha's Vineyard. And what made Henrietta, I think, very unique is because she was from a free black family in Virginia. Now free black families during the time of slavery, they had to they had to work for themselves. They had to be entrepreneurs. You know, they were stonemasons, they were carpenters, they were farmers, mm -hmm. they were housekeepers, you know, whatever it took for them to raise their families. And so when Henrietta came north to Martha's Vineyard and she said, I want to start a laundry. It really wasn't uh, foreign for her to start her own business because that's what she was surrounded by in her family down south. Okay, so welcome back. So you got to hear what Lee had to say. You see how rich her family history is. That's something that uh, we're gonna really explore further so that many of you will get to understand what's there and hopefully have a chance to go down to Sherrod Cottages and maybe visit there if you would like. What What do you think, Sherry? Will it be ready? They're rehabbing it. it. They are rehabbing, and Lee is hoping that her son David will have it finished by this upcoming summer, but maybe not, but there's still plenty of chances to go. And lots of folks who um, stayed at Sherrod Cottage, you know, like Ethel Waters and um, the Reverend um the Reverend, who was the minister at Abyssinian Baptist Church, he too from New York City in Harlem. Um, he also spent summers in, in Oak Bluffs. A lot of folks stayed in Oak Bluffs and in um, Shira Cottage. And um, even in the little clip where Lee, uh, Lee is going to talk about um, is how, um, for example, um, Suzanne DePaz was able to get the Commodores a contract with when she was right. working for Motown, which is right. great. So one, of the, one of the people uh, we talked about in this documentary was uh, the Adam Clayton Powell family. Yes, Adam Clayton Powell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Adam Clayton Powell family. That was great. Um, 
there were a few other big names that people Ethel Waters. Ethel Waters. Yeah, Ethel Waters, another big name. Um, now, what about regular folks? Will regular folks be able to stay at Sherrod Cottages? Those are some they, big names. Most, now, now, mostly regular folks. If my relatives had their houses uh, rented for a week, I would stay at Sherrod Cottage. Got it. Got it. Well, I look forward to having an opportunity to stay there as well. Now, tell me, what else do you think we have to look forward to? Not just Oak Plus, but hit the other cities as well that you hope for us to cover. this. Well, summer. we're also going to be doing Idlewild, which is north of Detroit. And Idlewild, for the longest time, as I said, was known as the Black Eden. And they, too, like Cars Beach, where we'll also be covering in Maryland, um, they hosted um, Black Entertainment. Years ago, we used to call it the Chitlin Circle Circuit, meaning mm -hmm. that Black, famous Black entertainers could only perform on the Chitlin Circuit, if you will. Mm -hmm. but they were, the other places were not open to them. Right. And then years later, Idlewild was actually hosting a lot of the stars from Motown. Um, the Four Tops, The Temptations, Aretha Franklin, they all performed at Idlewild, and all, as well as Cars Beach. All right, and what do we in have Maryland. to look forward to in uh, Sag Harbor? In Sag Harbor, we'll have a chance to look forward to talk to folks and families, you know, the, whose history actually goes back to um, Sag Harbor many years, and also to talk to businesses that have been in Sag Harbor that are still in Sag Harbor and families that some who can trace their families back to 1830 and some who can trace their back families back to more recent times like the 1940s and the 1950s um, where blacks were not where places were not open to us but Sag right, Harbor right. always was open to us and some of our family and friends had homes on Sag Harbor for right years. now that's what I want to talk about in terms of today, in terms of today. Now, the Green Book, as we all know, the Green Book sends us to those specific cities and locations, in fact, right down to the street as to where it was safe for African-Americans to, to visit back, you know, uh, 60, 70, 80 years ago. But today it's open. It's open. So it's open. What about the public who is not African-American who may see this documentary and want to go to the locations that we're showing them? Will they be welcome? They will absolutely be welcome. And Idlewild is refurbishing itself right now as we speak, so to speak. Um, Cars Beach, Alconia Beach in on the Chesapeake um, is now has a has been refurbished thanks to um, a federal grant from the uh, Parks Department. And then um, we're looking at OB and <laughs> I laugh all the time because Oak Bluffs used to be um, a very wide open secret, if you will, for people of color. But now that um, President Obama has been to <laughs> and bought a home on Oak Bluffs, it's no longer a secret. It's now a worldwide, right. it's open to the world. It's open right. to the world. Or no, is it an Oak Bluffs or is it another, is it Edgartown? Edgartown is usually where um, old money, old white money used to go. 
that's but, still- uh, me, where where is Obama's property? His place his property is inside of Oak Bluffs. Is it? Yes, it oh, is. I didn't it's between Oak that. Bluffs okay. and um where you go north um of the island where the Wampanoags are up there. It's between Oak Bluffs and there. Okay. But but you can't get in there. You can't even see it because his home is about a mile from the main road. And right, of course yeah. there's a little security booth there and if you're not on the list. Right, you're still not has getting secret in. Service That's right. Yeah. I've in. seen some aerial shots of that that mm-hmm. uh, it's a compound. It's, it's wonderful. It's a compound. It's absolutely, yes. a- absolutely beautiful. Um but his well, daughters are out and his daughters are out and about all the time. When they're there, they're always on Circuit Avenue shopping with their friends and the Secret Service, of course. No, I'd like to use our last few minutes about Amy. Tell us who Amy is and how she plays a role in this documentary. Amy Thomasina, Amy Tucker was my niece who actually sat down with me when I had the idea about Playgrounds in Color. And Amy wrote the um page and the you know the actually the story the screenplay she put it together amy had a um, master's in fine arts from the tish at nyu and my niece she was my niece but she was brilliant and um she came up with the title of playgrounds in color i told her i needed a title for the what for my idea and she gave me a couple of ideas but we both agreed that playgrounds in color said it all so essentially, we're reworking her research that she put right. together. We well, both of about- our researches, because she and I put it together, but she did the writing. Now, we're talking about Amy in the past tense. What happened to Amy? Amy very sadly um, transitioned home in 2017 uh, due to um, complications from diabetes complications from diabetes. Now that's something we all need to pay attention to. There are many of us, including myself, who have diabetes and has to pay attention to that um, in terms of how we treat our bodies. Um, I'm sorry about your losing, Amy. I'm glad we'll be able to have her life, her, her name live on through this Absolutely. project. That will be very, very exciting for, for the family, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Amy uh, was my niece, and she was more like a little sister to me because we were only 13 years apart. Okay. But she was your niece. She was my niece. Okay. Like one of my older sister's daughters. No, I tell you everybody, I'm the youngest of five girls. I was not playing. My daddy went away to World War II and 41. That's when my number four was born. And then I was born... When he came back from World War When he War came II. back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, we only got a couple of minutes left. And what I'd like to do is incorporate the involvement. You have another family member that's involved in this project. Is your son. Yes, my Who's son, Malik. Researching. Malik. And he's going to be working with our researcher, Lamarissi right. Frazier. But tell us, tell us, give us a little bit of history on your son. Malik Brown is also a part of um, another business that I have called the Tucker Brown Group. And um, Malik is actually the co-principal of the Tucker Brown Group. And we have done projects for the Massachusetts Department of Public Health all over Massachusetts, including on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> and um, 
We have done, he's done a lot of good, wonderful things. And he did one of the first day parties um, here on, um, in Massachusetts. One of the first back. what? Day parties. In other words, day parties. Not, day parties. Not everyone wants to go out at night and, you know. Got it. But still want to have a good time and be with friends and, and hang, right. as you say. Okay. All right, good. So um, I'm looking forward to the execution of this full documentary and it's supposed to start this summer correct uh, our research this spring so hopefully we will be on target and be able to hit our deadlines and our dates uh we have people moving around and moving out of the state and doing all kinds of things so i'm trying to hold people together until we get this done absolutely so, um, uh, viewers i want to ask you to Tune in for Playgrounds in Color. It will air on BNN under the Say Brother Radio tag. And we look forward to you joining us there. And we will have it in other venues as well. And okay. also, we, uh, we're also under South Coast Community Foundation. You can find us on South Coast Community Foundation. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank Sherry, you. thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. This is fabulous. Okay. So this we're looking Enjoy. forward to. We're looking forward to getting going with this. Um, BNN viewers and listeners, thank you so much for joining us. This is BNN Channel 23 and Comcast and WBCA 102.9 LPFM. Thank you for joining us and hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome.